Empire. Welcome to Inside the Cap. I'm your host, Joel Corey. You can find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And also read my regular CBSSports.com column, Agents Take on NFL Salary Cap and Contract Matters. Um, This time we're going to look at trading Baker Mayfield. Uh, Baker Mayfield, the first overall pick in the 2018 draft by the Cleveland Browns. Um, went on the You Never Know podcast uh, last week and said he felt disrespected 100%. Um, this stems from being told one thing and the Browns doing another. Seems like Baker Mayfield has gotten uh, the first lesson that any NFL player should learn. The NFL is a business. Teams are going to do what's in their own best interest. You should do what is in your own best interest as well. The Browns said uh, right out in, in early January and in early March that they fully expected Mayfield to be the starting quarterback. Well, guess what? Things change when you have a chance to upgrade the position. Deshaun Watson, huge upgrade over Baker Mayfield. Mayfield requested a trade on March 17th, a couple days after the Browns started their pursuit of Deshaun Watson to trade for him. And we're able to pull off the trade. Um, Mayfield's first choice of a destination was the Indianapolis Colts, but they decided to go another direction and traded for Matt Ryan instead. Now, Baker Mayfield now knows is that he probably shouldn't have played through the torn labrum that he suffered in week two to his non-throwing shoulder and also the fractured humerus that he suffered in week six. That he didn't have the type of year he wanted. And the injury affected him. Probably should have shut it down, had surgery, kept on moving. Who knows? Maybe they don't make the move to get Deshaun Watson if he sits out half the year. And the team has failings without him playing through an injury. Because you don't get credit if you play poorly for playing through the injury. They're not going to go, eh, we're going to grade him on a curve. He was hurt. So we'll take that into account. You put it on tape. You suit up, you're soon to be healthy enough to play, so what you do is what you do, and that's uh, what he's learned. So, Browns, huge upgraded quarterback, Baker Mayfield, next chapter of his career, doesn't know what's going to be written. Now, one of the things which is hurting Mayfield is the fact that, yeah, Odell Beckham Jr., who looked like he couldn't play anymore with uh, Baker Mayfield, goes to the Rams with Matthew Stafford, all of a sudden he looks like more like the Odell Beckham Jr. you had with the Giants than at any point, any other point than he did in Cleveland. So that's kind of an indictment on Mayfield uh, as well. Mayfield is scheduled to make uh, $18.858 million this year on a fifth-year option. Um, as a first-round pick, there's a fifth-year option that um, for the 2018 draft. Uh, class once the option was exercised it's fully guaranteed at signing instead of just being guaranteed for injury then becoming fully guaranteed um, when the first day of the league year comes up in the fifth year. Wouldn't have mattered in in Mayfield's case because he was injured so they couldn't have gotten out of it even if they wanted to under the old system. Now part of the problem of trading Baker Mayfield is the multiple issues but part of it is one 
Nobody wants to take on an $18.85 million uh, salary for Baker Mayfield when he's in his contract year, plus the way he played last year, too. Not a lot of teams have the salary cap space to acquire Baker Mayfield to accommodate that salary and have a need. Also, the uh, quarterback carousel has been spinning and moving, and it's basically over. (laughs) That you got two quarterbacks, veteran quarterbacks, that are on the trading block. In addition to Mayfield, you have Jimmy Garoppolo, who probably would have been traded, but for the shoulder surgery that he had on his throwing shoulder, uh, from an injury that occurred in the uh, NFC Championship. He probably has moved already, um, but for that. That's kind of uh, cooled his uh, marketplace, and from what we understand, the 49ers would want a day-two pick, probably a second-round pick for uh, Garoppolo. Um, so those are your two options of starting quarterbacks. Now, uh, Mayfield mentioned podcast Seahawks. To me, the Seahawks make a ton of sense. Traded Russell Wilson uh, to Denver. You got back Drew Locke is one of the multiple. You got several players back. You got Drew Locke, Drew, Drew Locke back is one. The 2019 second round pick. He's got a salary of $1,451,022. Now, Seattle's been saying positive things about Drew Locke, um, but... In this division, where you have the defending Super Bowl champion Rams, you've got the 49ers who have enough talent that hopefully Trey Lance will still get them back to the playoffs. And you've got the Cardinals, a playoff team, provided Kyler Murray is still their quarterback. The Seahawks are clearly the worst team in the division. And if you're talking Drew Locke as your quarterback and Geno Smith, who they just re-signed to a deal which is worth supposedly worth up to $7 million, Base value um, is reportedly between three, five, and four. I haven't seen any details about the deal. Those are your two quarterbacks, and you're sticking with that. If Pete Carroll gets that team to the playoffs this year, highly unlikely he should be coach of the year. So to me, Baker Mayfield be a huge upgrade. Prior to the uh, Geno Smith signing, um, Seahawks had about 16-4 in cap room, according to NFLPA data. That's just one team to me that screams a whole lot of sense for a quarterback. Now, the Carolina Panthers uh, have been linked to Baker Mayfield um, through Mary Kay Cabot of the Cleveland Plain Dealer, also in Rappaport NFL Media, has linked uh, the Panthers. They need to solve quarterback problem in the worst way. Matt Rule is on the hot seat, and whether he's back in 2023 will depend largely on what happens at quarterback. David Tepper, the owner, is impatient. They could take a quarterback at number six. That seems a little high for this quarterback crop, but quarterbacks tend to get overdrafted all the time um, when it comes to, when it comes to uh, the NFL draft. Uh, Malik Willis would seem to be the most logical choice there. He's linked there. Maybe Kenny Pickett, but still. Take quarterback at six, you won't need a Baker Mayfield. They've gone from signing Teddy Bridgewater, getting rid of him after one year, trading for Sam Darnold. He didn't look any better than he did with the Jets. And they signed when he gets hurt last year, they signed Cam Newton. Cam Newton was not the Cam Newton that was there in Carolina the first time around. Haven't done anything at the quarterback position in a significant way. They lost out in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. Uh, so if you're talking Sam Darnold is your quarterback, Matt Rule is probably coaching college football in 2023 if 
Matt, if Sam Darnold plays like he did consistently throughout his career so far with the Jets and the Panthers. So Mayfield would make sense there um, as well. Andrew Barry, the uh, GM for the uh, Browns, has said he has no pressure for a suboptimal trade. He said that the owner's meeting at the end of March. So ideally this gets done before the draft because you would want 2022 draft capital, presumably. But in terms of that statement, sounds like uh, Andrew Barry's not giving away um, Baker Mayfield. So there are two things. One, what would be the trade compensation? Fair trade compensation. Knowing the Browns have no leverage. Uh, they've got Jacoby Brissett as the backup, who they signed to a one-year deal for $4.65 million, maxes out at 6-1 through incentives. There's talk they could keep Mayfield. Um, Mayfield's not supposed to show up for off-season workouts that start on Tuesday. You really can't have Baker Mayfield. That's not a very tenable situation. Some people suggested, well, they could keep him around as insurance policy as a backup. That's what you got Jacoby Brissett for. That's a guy who's been a starter. Obviously, if he played well enough, the the Colts would have uh, wouldn't have signed Philip Rivers, and he wouldn't have been the backup in 2020. Then he went to Miami. Um, Watson probably gets suspended under the personal conduct policy. I don't know how long. Assuming the discipline's this year, maybe six games, maybe eight games, four games, but he's going to miss time. So that's why people say you can keep Mayfield around. Um, if I'm Mayfield, I don't want to be – I want my situation resolved sooner rather than later um, because if I'm going to try to – pick a starting spot, and if I'm going to try to compete for a starting spot, I want to be situated in a new place earlier so I can try to get up to speed with the offense. Well, ideally, if I'm Baker Mayfield, I want to be released, and I can pick my spot as opposed to being traded by the Browns where they can send me what's in um, their interest, their best interest. But um, as I said, you've got uh, what's the appropriate trade compensation, and then how much salary are the Browns going to have to eat? to make this thing work. Because since no team's going to take on the full $18.858 million, let's look at the trade compensation first. Now, the Browns really, this is not going to happen. The Browns aren't going to get this type of trade compensation. Even if they eat, the more salary they eat, the better trade compensation it would be. But if you look at two guys who were traded in his draft class, both first-round picks, if you go back to 2019, when Josh Allen was a largely unproven commodity, uh, still his career has never taken off, and he's turning to a journeyman. The Arizona Cardinals got a second-round pick in 2019 and a 2025th-round pick for uh, Josh Rosen, uh, trading him to the Dolphins. Now, last year, the Panthers gave up to the Jets, a 2021 sixth-round pick, a 2022 second-round pick, and a 2022 fourth-round pick. Browns aren't getting anything remotely close to that as compensation for um, Baker Mayfield. Now, some other trades which have taken place in the last few years for quarterbacks. Garner Minshew um, traded during the preseason last year from Jacksonville to Philadelphia for a sixth-round pick. He's playing for minimum salary as a sixth-round pick. Uh, you had Kyle Allen in 2020 go from Carolina to the Commanders, Washington Commanders, for a 2025th round pick. 
Joshua Dobbs in 2019 goes from Pittsburgh to Jacksonville for a 2020 fifth round pick. AJ McCarron, 2018, goes from the Bills to the Raiders for 2019 fifth round pick. You had Teddy Bridgewater last year after Sam Darnold was traded. Uh, Carolina shipped him off to Denver for a 2021 sixth round pick. That's just kind of, those are probably more realistic in the range. And if you want to get the most compensation, it wouldn't be a 2022 pick. It'd be a conditional 2023 pick, at least to me. So you wouldn't have the same sense of urgency to try to trade before the draft if I'm Cleveland. And maybe then you're talking more close to the Tyrod Taylor compensation. In 2018, to be the bridge quarterback for the Browns, and he got hurt, and Baker Mayfield took his job and never looked back. 2018 third-round pick that the uh, Browns gave the Bills for Tyrod Taylor. He had Joe Flacco in 2019 go for go from the Ravens to the Broncos for 2019 fourth-round pick, but he had Teddy Bridgewater in 2018 um, when he was with the Jets. The Jets... Uh, ship Bridgewater in a 2019 sixth-round pick to the Saints for a third-round pick for him to be a backup to Drew Brees. Then that paved the way for Sam Darnold to start without having anyone looking over his shoulder. So maybe it's a conditional 2023 pick based on his Mayfield's playtime. I know in the Carson Wentz cases of his trades, one to the uh, Colts from the Eagles and then from the Colts to the Commanders, that picks elevate based on like 70% play time. So maybe that's the threshold and you use that to try to um, make a trade with um, um, Mayfield. Now, how much do you eat in terms of salary? In the NFL, uh, you have to have enough cap room to accommodate the player's salary in a trade. Now, we saw last year um, at the trading deadline that Denver converted practically all but Von Miller's minimum base salary. Eight, nine million in salary to get two 22 picks, second and third round pick. Because the more salary you eat, the higher draft compensation goes up. So the Rams only had his minimum base salary for the rest of the year, which was a little over 700000 I think it was $722,222. So um, that'd be the extreme case. The extreme case would be... um, Cleveland eating all but Baker Mayfield's minimum salary. And his minimum salary this year is $1.035 million. Now, that's the extreme case, and I don't really think that's realistic. That Cleveland's going to eat $17.823 million of salary to trade Baker Mayfield. If so, they got to get a great pick in return. And I'm assuming they want draft capital, not players. In Bridgewater's case, um, he was scheduled to make $18 million, um, had $10 million guaranteed, took a pay cut down to $11 million, deleted his 2022 year, all in the process. And the Broncos paid $7,062,500 on the way out the door. So that means the Broncos only had responsible for $4,437,500 of the salary. Um when they acquired him. So Panthers have 30 million in cap space. They could afford the whole 
salary. They're not going to do that. Seahawks don't have that cap room. Well, if you look at, so the minimum you can talk about seven million. It has to be eaten by um, the Browns, or you can look at it another way. Denver ate sixty-one point four one percent of Mayfield's of, of Bridgewater's salary. So maybe it's um, Browns eat eleven point eight five eight million, which is uh, in the same ballpark percentage-wise. That means a new team takes on seven million in salary. Uh, but I don't think it's going to be Browns eating seventeen point eight two three million. Some team gets Baker Mayfield for one point oh three five million. What if this thing drags on? Um, he's not showing up for the off-season workout program, but he would be contractually obligated to show up for the mini camp. Uh, the mini camp, mandatory June mini camp is from the 14th to the 16th. And if you skip all three days of the mini camp, unless you have an excused absence, the fine would be $95,877. I'd imagine if they're trying to deal him, <laughs> they'd excuse him from the mini camp if it got to that. <laughs> the Browns are going to the extreme and do what's in their best interest. They're going to hold out and, and keep them, squat on them until they see if there's a quarterback injury. Um, maybe in training camp, we saw that happen back when Teddy Bridgewater had that gruesome knee injury. That the, the uh, Vikings gave a first and fourth round pick to the Eagles for Sam Bradford in 2016. That's the extreme case. Um, I don't think it'll be anything. Obviously, draft compensation wouldn't be like that. But that's if they decided to uh, drag this thing out. Now, if they can't get the trade compensation they want, some people said, well, they'll just release them. I don't think they're going to – they give them away. They get something in return. It can conditional pick, worst-case scenario. It really shouldn't be any worse than a six-round pick that you had, like Garner Minshew go for. really shouldn't be a fifth. Fifth for, like, the Kyle Allens of the world and the Josh Dobbs. That's really what the worst case should be, um, at least to me. But – if they released him, then you got one thing which uh, comes in question. It's a, kind of a minor issue. CBA is silent on whether the guarantee has an offset. It, it has language different from the 2011 CBA to the 2020 CBA. It talks all about the guarantees voiding and what happens in those cases, but both CBAs don't address the offset. Now, I know from talking to the union in the past that they take the position that there's no offset. Um, with the uh, guarantee for fifth-year options, which would mean that the Browns would be on the hook for all $18.858 million, wouldn't get to offset the guarantee by whatever Mayfield signed elsewhere. And from a practical standpoint, even if the offset did apply, he's signing for league minimum on a one-year deal elsewhere, um, most likely. So they're not going to get much of a cap break. But that would have everything would have to go wrong. Uh, for them to release Baker Mayfield at some point. that I, You think they're going to get something in return. It's just a question of when it happens. If it happens before the draft, most likely Carolina. To me, Seattle makes the most sense. Uh, Geno Smith, Drew Locke, that's your starting quarterbacks. You might be in play for Bryce Young, um, assuming he has a type of year that he had this year and won the Heisman. <laughs> next year. <laughs> that's, what I, that's what I think, but um, we'll see where this thing gets done and where it drags out. If the Panthers take a quarterback at number six, then they're out 
and Baker Mayfield, it'll be Seattle or bust to start, and is probably looking to be a backup next year um, if those two teams are out of the equation. So we'll see when this Baker Mayfield thing gets done, and hopefully there's not going to be a lot of drama with Baker Mayfield as we head into the start of training camp. Well, that's going to be it for this week's Inside the Cap. Uh, you can um, find me on Twitter at Corey Joel. That's C-O-R-R-Y-J-O-E-L. And you can read my regular CBSSports.com column agents take as well. Uh, thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next time. Goodbye.